beautiful humans. I hope you all are doing well. Welcome back to Honey Be Mindful, the podcast. I am so incredibly thankful that you are here today. Um, I hope you're doing well uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, all the different types of versions of you. I hope you are genuinely doing well as a human, not because of anything that you do, but genuinely just existing. I hope you're doing well. With that being said, I'm going to go into a couple of updates before we go into today's topic. And today's topic is a very hefty one. I'm pretty much um, tag teaming the podcast from last week. So I encourage you, if you have not listened to last week, there's a long update in the beginning, but skip to around 10 minutes, I think. And then I'll go into a little bit of a deeper conversation. That was last week's episode, kind of on my thoughts on wholeness and how to become whole. Just the a little intro to it. Um, it's going to really help you understand today. I'm going to give a small recap of it, but it's going to take me about like two seconds to get through that. Um, So if you want a little bit more of a deeper understanding of what we're talking about, I encourage you to go listen to last week's episode. But before we get into anything, I am going to give you all an update. So I got a new tattoo. It's on my right knee and it says a season for everything. And it's based off of Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And it's pretty much going through that there's literally a season for everything. Everything has a season and it's appropriate for that season. Um, and it really just uh, solidifies everything that I think I've been through this year. And um, yeah, I love it. It's super cute. I encourage you to go read Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8 whenever you have time. Um, so you can read a little bit, a little bit deeper into it. Uh, it's really based off of because this year I truly had to walk through some really dark times and I think every year calls for different types of ups and downs but this year was a unique type of up and down for me it's something that I've never really it was it was new territory to be honest not only have I been married for just one year that's already new territory but just some things that I had to walk through this year are completely new territory for me number one because I have been cleared from therapy I still visit her and do some check-ins and things like that but overall I've been cleared from certain traumas in my life And I've been living with those traumas for all these years. And this is my first year living in a mentally well way, in a way that those traumas no longer affect me. Um, And I'm trying to navigate, you know, really walking out the rewiring of my thought processes, my, my brain functioning, all these different types of things. So it's been new territory along with some new experiences with new people, totally different things. Um, and it's truly been such an, a beautiful thing to experience and not only experience, but survive through. And I think that um, it's happened for a reason. I think that everything that happens is on purpose for a purpose, not necessarily um, the negative things that come from God, but he always uses them to make them beautiful. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But um, yeah, that tattoo pretty, this tattoo pretty much sums up. A lot of everything that I've been through this year and uh, pretty much to just say that there is a season for everything, literally. Um, So if that helps you with whatever you're going through right now, I encourage you to read that scripture and it'll probably make you feel a little bit more heard. Um, So yeah, I truly had to go back to the basics and I explain this like as if it's with weightlifting. So for example, with weightlifting, you have to, once you hit a certain max and you can't go over it, it's usually because your form is off. There's an issue with the form. So what you have to do is you can't just lower the weight a little bit. You have to go all the way back down to zero weight on the bar, just the bar itself, and work on your form and your technique. And then you can add and max out once you work back up the weight with the new form. So 
That's essentially what I've done with my brain this year. I've got in a new form. I went back to the basics. I am working on my new techniques and I've had to completely go back to bearing almost zero to no weight at all. Um, and I'm now navigating building back up my weight and what I can bear and what I can carry, what I can handle as a new version of myself. Also, sorry if you hear it in the background, it is a super gloomy rainy day. I love it, um, but the rain might be a little loud, so you might be hearing that. I can hear it in my headphones, but I'm not sure if you can actually hear it in the audio. But yeah, so basically now I'm left to walk out this mentally well life and unlearn all of these habits that I've built. So once I got rid of the trauma, I, you know, therapy I thought was super hard, working through all this trauma, acknowledging it, working through it. But really, I think post-therapy has been the most challenging thing because now I'm left to walk out this mentally well life and use the tools I gained through therapy to actually apply them to my life and consistently over and over and over work on them so that I can build new healthy habits that will lead to an overall mentally healthy life. And, and that's something that I've realized too, is that because of this, I went from 100% unhealthy capacity all the way back down to zero, bearing absolutely no weight, not able to carry anything. I've had the capacity to not function in unhealthy environments at all. Like if it's just a tad unhealthy, I am out of there. I've been a little MIA, not going to lie. Um, but I think it's been necessary to my healing process. And, um, yeah, I, it's almost caused me to just stay away from everyone and everything. So now I am currently working on balance and building back up weight again, essentially, which is a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about today, which is super hefty. So I encourage you to buckle up um, and I'm going to try and take this as slow as possible. And I, I'm hoping that I, I broke things down in a way that is understandable in one podcast. I almost broke this specific episode up into two podcasts, but I think I'm just going to make it into this long one and I'm just going to break down as much as I can. And it might just be a little bit of a longer episode. So if you want to listen to this episode in two different days or two different time periods, no worries at all. I just wanted to encourage you to stick with me because I promise you it's some really, really good stuff that has completely transformed my entire life and I am genuinely not the same person because of these principles. Um, so I'm hoping this is going to help you today. So just to recap last week, it's going to be a quick little recap. I pretty much talked about some thoughts on wholeness and wholeness in a nutshell. And again, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I encourage you to go listen to it real quick. Um, it's just like a little after 10 minutes of me doing an update in the beginning, there's a big update that I talked about. Um, it's only like five minutes of a little nugget of wisdom, just some little things that I've learned on wholeness. Um, so I encourage you to go listen to that before you listen any further if you have not. But long story short, if we don't love all the versions of ourselves, the good, bad, the hurt, the ugly, the past, the present, and possibly the future, then we'll never reach wholeness because there's always going to be a piece of us left unloved and unreconciled with the wholeness of who we are as a human being. And a lot of times that means, you know, going to therapy and reconciling your past with your present, all those different types of things, working through your trauma and really working on becoming whole. So now I'm going to talk through the process of that and some things that I've learned this year through therapy because of trauma and what I'm bringing into my future. 
So today I'm gonna try and level the playing field and cover all the basics. <laughs> also, those of you that are listening to this podcast via video version, hello patrons. I hope you all are doing well. Thank you for your support. Shout out, um, if you want to be a bigger part of this family, I encourage you to click the link below. It'll go straight to Patreon. It's pretty much just monthly support in which you get benefits for your support. And one of those benefits is seeing these podcast video version. And ultimately you are supporting this family on a more intimate level. So if you're interested in that, we have tiers all the way from $1 to $50. There's something for you out there. If you are interested, you can click the link in the description. Other than that, let's get started today. So when it comes to mental health and mental illness, I genuinely have struggled with mental illness a lot. And to stay mentally healthy has truly been a challenge for me um, to build back habits, like to, to build the healthy habits and remain mentally healthy. That's been a struggle for me. Um, and it's something that I have to work through every single day of applying these things to my life. And I know time after time after time, these will become knee-jerk reactions and I won't have to try as hard. Just right now, I'm developing new habits and I know that it's going to be um, truly just repetition and just, you know, the same old thing over and over and over until those new healthy habits are formed. However, it's still very hard. It's really hard to build those new habits that will lead to a well mind. And it feels like I've been doing it for years. And sometimes I feel like I'm hurting just as bad as I was before. But what I have found is that when I look back, I genuinely don't recognize my old self because of how much progress has been made. And today I am here to tell you that it is possible. It is possible to not only live with a well mind, but to open up the can of worms, deal with the ugly. There was a big thing of lightning and I feel like thunder is about to hit. Okay, I don't know about you all, but this is the perfect cozy podcast for like a rainy day. I am just thriving. Okay, what I was saying, let's get back to the motivational part of this. <laughs> um, it is possible. So it's not only possible to live with a well mind, but to open up the can of worms, deal with the ugly. And sometimes it feels worse than completely ignoring it, like actually dealing with the heavy things. It can feel worse than actually just ignoring it. But... I have only seen goodness come from the well of pain within me, and that's simply the work of God. That's exactly what he does. He, that's what he does with the bad. He makes it into a beautiful masterpiece, and he refuses to leave it the way it is found. So I encourage you to be open-minded to that because truly everything that has happened and the way that our bodies are designed and everything I'm going to talk about is truly the work of the creator behind the scenes. Knowing the struggles, knowing the pain we will face, he has given us tools and he has built our bodies to move through it. Not just on our own might and on our own strength, but with him right next to us using his supernatural power to move us through life in the best ways possible. So the problem that I have run into, however, is that an emotion is necessary for sustaining life and surviving. Emotion, however, does not equal identity. Now, what do I mean by all this? Though I may still feel anxious, it does not mean that I am controlled by anxiety. I've actually learned how to control the anxiety instead of it controlling me, and I'm gonna go into how I've accomplished that and how I've still continued to accomplish that because 
like I said, everyday work, consistency, repetition, we will get there. <laughs> um, what I have found in the mental health care system. So one thing that I have really learned in my degree is we've gone through a lot of studies of social media, a lot of studies on you know, the mental health care system, what they offer, what they don't offer, some issues with it, different things like that. And what I found with the mental health care system, much like school, no offense, is that it is a business at the end of the day. Yes, it is something that will propel you forward. It's something that will help you. School will only help advance your future. And I think it builds your character. Um, and hospitals, they're there to help you. They're there to give you resources to live a better life. However, at the end of the day, it is still a business. Um, and something I've learned with the mental health care system is that there is an attempt to get rid of the ugly feelings. So when it comes to, you know, depression or these different things, of course, I do believe that there are chemical imbalances in the brain that cause an overwhelming amount of these emotions and symptoms. However, instead of looking to eliminate them, we need to look at regulating these emotions because they're coming from somewhere and we're treating the symptom rather than the root itself. And this is where spirituality and science kind of come together. And that's just something that I believe. I truly believe that there are some chemical imbalances that are generational that kind of go from, you know, parent to kid, grandparent to parent to kid, like all those different types of things. Um, and they can be treated with medication and those types of things. I think that's wisdom. I think that, that can be used in moderation. And I also believe that we serve a God that can heal those generational traumas and then we do the work ourselves to navigate those things and not just eliminate those emotions. And um, of course, some of them don't become emotions. They do become a part of someone. And like I said, I'm not speaking against the mental health care system. I'm not speaking against the science side of things. I do believe in all of those things. And I think that there's wisdom. I think there's moderation. I think that there is a time and place for those things. But what I have found is this that there is an attempt to not regulate the emotions, but to eliminate them. And there is a danger in that. And that's what I want to address today. God designed every single emotion. And I think we're not only supposed to use the good ones that he designed, but also the bad ones. And of course, all emotions will have to find balance, which is normally through, you know, life experience. We'll find a balance on, you know, how to listen to your emotions and things like that without being consumed by your emotions. And th experience is truly the only way I think, you know, exposure therapy is huge. You know, just walking through something, experiencing something will help you navigate it better. But what I've noticed is that instead of trying to arrive at a day, like throughout this whole entire process, I'm like repetition, repetition. I will one day live without any anxiety ever. And though I do believe that peace can over can overwhelm the anxiety i do believe that anxiety is key and the feeling of anxiousness is key to being able to understand there's a deeper need going on inside of you so instead of trying to arrive at a day where i no longer feel anxious or i no longer feel this anxiety I'm noticing there's a time and a place where this emotion is actually appropriate. And a lot of times when your trauma, your fight or flight will kick in or some of us PTSD will kick in and it'll trigger an appropriate emotion for whatever the circumstance might be, which will then trigger an inappropriate response as well. However, when we've gained control over the trauma and reconciled our past with our present, 
This is where we now have the power over our emotions and how to listen to our body's needs because that's what emotions help us to do. Eliminating emotions means that we will not meet the needs that are underneath that emotion. And we have to be careful with our expectations of emotions. No, feeling sad does not feel good because feeling good feels good. So I can't place expectations on sadness to ever feel good. And I must learn how to acknowledge that my sadness is because my body is speaking to me that there are needs not being met. So if I just eliminate sadness altogether, then I will never be able to listen or understand that there are needs below that emotion that need to be met. They're going unmet, which is why I'm feeling this sadness. I'm feeling this emptiness. So we must learn to acknowledge those emotions. If we flip to the positive side, when we feel happy or glad or full, it's our body's way of communicating that our needs have been met. How much more important are the emotions like sadness, anxiety, anger, that our body's way of communicating that our needs are not being met? Those emotions, if not you know, just regularly important, they're almost more important and more vital than the emotions that tell us, hey, you're doing good. You feel full, great. Like those are important, but how much more important are the emotions that tell us and give us these warning signs like, hey, there's a need not being met. There's something not right. And I, this is my emotion showing you, hey, listen to me, listen to me. There's something going on deeper. There's something below the surface. It's not being met right now. There's an issue beyond me. So instead, we get upset with the emotion instead of responding to the need. We try to cover anxiety, sadness, anger, whatever negative emotion we're feeling, and we fill that void with something temporary, and this causes addictions to form. Now, emotions aren't positive or negative in themselves. They're actually technically neutral, but the emotions we're feeling communicate if our needs are in the positive range or in the negative range, meaning they've been met or they are going unmet. And I want to dive deeper into this next week. Like I said, I want to make this some sort of a little series to continue, but uh, to help us all get to the same place, we need to see that instead of trying to remove or eliminate the negative quote unquote emotions, we must try to arrive at a day where instead of focusing on the emotions, we see through them to what our body is trying to communicate through an emotion that a specific need is not being met. Now, of course, when there's trauma involved, your needs might be unrealistic or even skewed, which is why therapy is so important and working through your trauma will help you logically work through your true needs by using your emotions as a superpower to get to your body's needs. So it's important to make sure that your needs are realistic, your needs are attainable, your needs aren't due to trauma or a trauma response, but that they are actual logical needs. And that's where we usually have to dive deeper, work on the trauma first, and this is the outcome of working through trauma. Now we navigate what I'm talking about today. So God designed our bodies to do this. He actually designed our bodies to speak to us. And that's why it's so important to learn how. He gave us these superpowers called feelings so that we know how to navigate the human experience. Now our emotions shouldn't guide our quest. It shouldn't guide where we go or what we do. They're simply emotions giving us a little sign. So they're simply signs like lights on a dashboard to help us know where we're at so we can make a logical decision on where to go next. For example, in simpler terms, if my check engine light comes on and I go to the gas station to fill up my gas, will that fix the problem? No, I'm simply headed for a breakdown because I never checked my engine. I just filled up my gas tank. If you don't address what's below the light on the dashboard, which is 
where the true problem lies that needs to be fixed, then we're headed for a breakdown. Same thing with us. If we choose to ignore the light or eliminate the difficult emotion, if we're trying to completely just get rid of it, we will be headed for a mental breakdown or we risk living our lives in survival mode, which means we're not totally capable of making a logical decision because we're stuck in our emotional subconscious. So trying to make bad feel good is simply attempting the impossible. But what is possible is to use your emotions as tools to go under the hood and see what your body is trying to communicate to you. It's hard to navigate when you've lived so many years treating the symptom and treating the emotion rather than trying to get underneath. Um, and you've, we've just been trying to, you know, eliminate the symptom, eliminate the emotion all these years. So it can be hard to navigate this. It can be really hard to navigate the real issue, but it is possible. In fact, eliminating the symptom is actually the impossible. It's just going to keep coming back until we deal with the root. So technically we're trying to attempt the impossible by eliminating the bad emotion or eliminating the symptom. But what is possible is looking below the symptom and really working on what is the true issue below. So if that gives you more faith to begin your journey with living a mentally well life, then there you go. <laughs> But that is my big topic I wanted to cover today. So in conclusion, remember that your emotions are not something to guide your quest. They are simply lights on a dashboard. They are not bad nor good. They're not positive or negative. It's just simply a communicator to tell you that your needs are or are not being met. And it's important to not want to eliminate them, but learn how to listen to them and get to the real root of the problem. And also remember that God designed our bodies he designed our bodies to navigate difficult situations in within the human experience and to use your emotions as superpowers to get to what the real root of the issue is. If we could see our emotions in that light and we can see them not as positive or negative or anything like that, and we can genuinely see them as superpowers and see them as indicators like lights on a dashboard, something is going on deeper, and we aren't scared to go deeper. If we could really work on getting our needs met and going deeper, going the extra mile, our life will be so much easier and a lot more mentally stable at the end of the day. <laughs> but with all this being said, I know that it is so much harder to do than it is just to speak on it um and that's why i am speaking on it because i know how hard it is but i'm also wanting to be that person maybe no one's told you but it is possible it's possible not just because your body was designed this way but it's possible because the hand of god is moving in your life because you have been called and designed for a purpose such a time is this no matter what you are going through it is for a purpose it's not just for you to experience and be like dang well that was awful it's all a part of the human experience and it's beautiful because we all impact each other so so much greater than we know sometimes and when one of us is healthy the impact it has on an unhealthy world is absolutely just transformational to an entire generation. It can be, it has the capacity to do that. And that's why I'm passionate about it because I do genuinely think that understanding these concepts will change the world. It will change an entire course of a generation. It can change so many different effects. It's just like a little ripple in the water that causes a wave down the line. 
So if you can't tell, I'm a little bit passionate about this. Um, And like I said in my last podcast, if anything, this is making me so much more passionate about helping you all navigate the human experience through getting my certification to become a life coach. I will be keeping you all in the know of when I'm starting to take clientele. I'll keep you in the know with my certification process and when I'm graduating in school in May and all those different types of things. So I will keep you guys in the loop, but I'm really, really, really excited and passionate about helping people navigate this alongside other people. And I think that that's what therapy did for me. It gave me someone to, you know, hold my hand, you know, like a little kid needs their mom to hold them or bottle feed them or different things like that. Like I needed someone to hold my hand and help me understand these concepts and help me while I, you know, tried to flap my wings and I started falling down the tree. I needed someone to grab me and help me and not just let me fall. And I think that that's what therapy did for me. And I think what God did alongside. So it's almost like I had a therapist and I had God. I had a human form and I had a spiritual form right by my side, step by step, helping me through the way. And now I want to be that for other people. And I want to help others navigate that um, because I know how hard it is. And even though it's hard for me to do on my own now, I do have check-in sessions. I have a support system. My family, I have people in my life that know where I'm at, that know the the help that I need and know how to be patient with me. There's been people that have been so incredibly patient with me through this process. Um, and I'm so incredibly thankful for every single one of them. But yeah, I'm really passionate about this and I want to I want to help people and I even think that just through these podcasts, you know, lives can be transformed and people can hear the good news that it is possible to live a mentally well life and to not let your emotions control you, but for you to actually take control back over your emotions and use them as superpowers to transform your life and others around you. So, I'm really pumped about the future and all those different types of things. Like I said, I'll be doing some some logo renovating. There's a lot of things that are going to happen between um, the end of this year and March that I'll be working on behind the scenes. I definitely want to take you all along. Like I keep saying little things here and there because I don't want it to be just this big change out of nowhere in March when we celebrate our four-year anniversary. Um, and like I said, the shop's still going to be open. I love creating things. That's just the creative side of me that'll never go away. So I'll always have my shop open, which is really cool. But yeah, I think that's all I have today. I could go on and on and on. Honestly, I think I could, but I'm going to end it here. I'm excited to dive deeper into this topic a little bit more next week. Um, So yeah, thank you all for being here. Thank you for your support. If you're interested in furthering becoming a bigger part of this family, I have all my links in the description. Feel free to look around, look at the shop, Instagram, get involved at any capacity you feel called to. Uh, other than that, I'm just glad you exist. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you listened and I'm glad that you are such a beautiful human. Your life has purpose and there is a reason for you to be alive in this moment right now. So yeah, I hope this helped you today. I hope you feel a little bit more heard than you did before the podcast and I will see you all in the next one.